The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. There's this um, amazing quote from the Buddha. After he spent his time doing ascetic practices, he went back to meditating in a way that he knew from earlier in his, earlier in his life, where he experienced meditative joy. And he said to himself that, that there's no reason to be afraid of this kind of joy, this kind of pleasure. And so the idea that there is joys and pleasures that we can experience that we don't have to be afraid of or be hesitant to feel that actually are an important part of the practice. The Buddha went on to say that what he was discovering then in the, in the pleasure and the joy of meditation was he said, this is the way to awakening, this is the way to freedom. And, um, and so there is a path that opens up with pleasure and delight, joy in practice. <clears throat> and how to find that and use that wisely is uh, one of the tasks that we're doing in meditation. Meditation is not supposed to be an endless series of grim uh, pains. Um, I've known people who have sat with a lot of physical pain in meditation, as I have, and benefited a lot from doing so. I've known people who sat with a lot of pain and uh, discomfort in meditation and have not benefited from it, or have benefited for a while, but after a while, it just it just becomes grueling. It goes on and on. And uh, some people will end up uh, sitting with unnecessary pain because they think they're supposed to sit in a cross-legged meditation posture. And uh, they move to a chair, and immediately they feel so much better. And now they're able to kind of give themselves over to the present moment <clears throat> rather than struggling with the, the pain of practice. But we don't want to only avoid pain and discomfort, and we don't want to only pursue pleasure and, and delight and the pleasant, because the chances are that we stay close to our attachments. The idea is to become free, and the idea is to engage in the world of pleasure and pain in a way that is freeing for us. And that requires some wisdom. They go, how do I find my freedom here? One of my favorite quotes is the idea that if you're only free when, you're, when things are pleasant, you're not really free. If you're only free when you're comfortable, you're not really free. You need to become free in this practice when things are uncomfortable, when there's also when there's pain. So, but, uh, but we don't want to, it's not supposed to be stoic, and we're not like just putting up with pain, 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 it's not supposed to be all difficult. Um, there is a art to opening up to pleasure and all that. But part of that art is to, is to really understand our relationship to pleasure and pain. I think that without putting a, putting a, a spotlight, magnifying glass, uh, to really study what our reactivity is, what our beliefs are, attitudes are towards pleasure and pain, we probably won't find a wise way of being with pleasure and pain. Uh, rather, we'll just kind of be driven by maybe the, the lack of wisdom we have or the attachments we have or the unhealthy beliefs that are weighing us down. So to spend some time looking and seeing what do we believe. So some people believe that uh, 
life is only successful if there's pleasure. As soon as there's pain or discomfort or emotional discomfort or mental discomfort, it's a sign that somehow we failed, somehow we're not living up to that standard of a successful human being is, has, um, you know, is wealthy and has, is filled with the joy and pleasure and, and uh, is able to navigate the life, everything perfectly and fine and drifts on a cloud. And, and if we can't do that, then there must be something deeply wrong about who we are. But this, uh, this is just a, a delusion to believe something like that. Every human life will have its share of pains and pl- pleasure. Both of them come with being a human being. And, um, and so rather than having a belief that has to be one way, the, in the Dharma we believe that we're practicing with whatever comes our way and finding a wise way through it not trying to avoid it, and not trying to hold ourselves to some high standard of perfection. And, um, and so um, sometimes people who feel discomfort or pain uh, will have be angry at it, uh, hostile even to, the, to their pain and to themselves. Some people get restless. Some people get bored very quickly. Some people... Um, uh, have a lot of ideas about who they are that they're trying to live up to or, tr- or trying to avoid, and they get triggered sometimes by the, by experiences of pleasure and pain. Um, you know, the ones that I'm the victim. It's happening to me. All this discomfort. It's me, me, me. It's I'm the one. It's so much of it. It's all about me. And there's a way in which we all the discomfort of life gets drawn into our identity, our idea of who we are. The idea of my history and my, and it's not necessarily wrong exactly that there's a lot of challenges in life, but that it's a magnet. All the things that are difficult to the concept of me myself as the victim, as the person who's experiencing it, the experiencer, is um, uh, just makes things so much more difficult. One of the exercises we do around pain is. Um, is to feel, uh, feel, I mean, you might try this right now if you want, just I mean, close your eyes and, and uh, see if you can look around in your body for some place where there's some discomfort. And, um, and probably the, within reason, the more uncomfortable it is, the more better for this exercise. And then um, just in your mind, tell yourself that this is my pleasure, my pain. My pain is this way. Um, you know, my pain is my knee. My pain is in my ankle. My pain. And just keep, add the word my. Or I'm having pain. I'm having pain. And then take a deep breath and let it go. And then uh, uh, be aware of the pain or discomfort. And just call it pain or discomfort without the me or the I. And perhaps there's a difference between these two ways. I don't know if in YouTube like this we can I can convey this adequately, but the um, but so it's not uncommon for people to start realizing after a while that if they let discomfort just be discomfort without the pronouns, without I or me or mine as part of it, 
that uh, probably some micro-muscles around the pain don't contract. Some of the micro-emotions don't contract and get tight. Um, that the me, myself, and mine kind of brings along a lot of extra baggage. And to keep it so simple, just pain, just pleasure. And then when pain does arise also, then uh, there's attitude towards them of uh, being for or against. There's intentions, there's uh, agendas, there's uh, strategies we have about how to, and one of them is to get rid of it if there's pain. If there's pleasure, some people don't uh, feel safe with pleasure. Uh, there's reasons why some people feel distrustful of pleasure and it's going to go away or I've been burnt before or, or um, I'll get attached if there's too much pleasure or something. And um, and so um, what is the intention you have? What's the attitude or the reaction to pleasure and pain? And one of the remarkable things that's possible to learn is to have equanimity towards pleasure and pain, to be able to turn towards it with mindfulness and look upon it just as you would look upon maybe if you saw a bird, maybe you can't identify the bird even, but he's high up in the sky, in the blue sky, just moving through the sky. And it has a certain grace to it perhaps or whatever. You look up and you see it. And, and that, that bird high in the sky, you don't take it to be my bird. Uh, don't take it to be, you know, that bird is probably flying, you know, not, not flapping its wings uh, just quite right. It should probably be soaring a little bit differently. And, you know, someone needs to give it uh, flying instructions. And or I'm going to tell it, I'm going to try to explain to it what it needs to do. We don't get involved. We don't try to fix it. We don't associate it with ourselves. It's just a bird flying in the sky. So there's a lot of equanimity, just like letting it be. In the same way you'd watch a bird fly through the sky without appropriating it in any way or needing to do something about it. So it's possible to, um, to have that kind of equanimity towards pleasure and pain. And um, and that's one of the. These are. This is a very important part of the training in vipassana, is to learn that kind of equanimity. But it's not a, a training then to be stoic with all pain, and to be uninterested in all pleasure. The we want to be. There's there's a appropriate interest both in pleasure and pain. Some pains we learn from. Um, we learn how to take care of ourselves better by paying attention to the pain and adjusting things. But pleasure, um, uh, the pleasures of relaxation, the pleasures of that uh, just being, the pleasures that arise from meditation itself are a, um, are a, it's like a, someone who's saying, hey, come here, come closer. This is the way, follow me. There's a way in which meditative joy and pleasure is a support for the practice. And uh, it's support for opening up, letting go and relaxing more fully. Um, rather than holding on to the pleasure, it is to kind of open to it, feel it more, so that there's a settling and opening into the present moment and a deepening connection so the mind gets quieter and stiller. So there are, um, so becoming wise about pleasure and pain, 
helps us then become also wise about pleasure. Wisdom about both is really helpful, but for meditation, both are helpful, and uh, sooner or later in meditation you'll sit with pain, sooner or later you'll sit with pleasure, and, um, and, uh, and for most of us it's sooner rather than later. And so rather than, so this is part of the field of the four foundations for awareness, is to use the pleasure and pain of our experience as a support, as a, as a foundation for learning to be aware. So pleasure and pain is not to be turned away from or grabbed onto, but we're developing a heightened awareness with this pleasure and pain, which is part of all experiences. And as we do that, we'll uh, start making this remarkable transition from, uh, uh, we'll talk about this tomorrow, from the worldly dimension of pleasure and pain to the spiritual dimension of it. And, um, and that distinction, uh, I'll talk about more in detail tomorrow, what that means and how it works. Um, <clears throat> this is part of the four foundations of mindfulness, is to make this distinction and to be able to appreciate the difference between these two forms of pleasure and pain, the worldly pleasures and pain and the spiritual ones. So that's for tomorrow. And um, so for today, I hope that you will uh, try to discover some more equanimity and spaciousness uh, with pleasure and pain. And you might try uh, freeing yourselves from um, appropriating pleasures and pains as part of me, myself, and mine. Just pleasure, just pain. And you're allowed to experience both and be at ease with both. So thank you very much. And um, it's a pleasure to be with you this way. Thank you.